do you build relationships from thin air? And how do you start a software company from nothing? Julie Kelly of HerCareerAdvice.com is going to be interviewing Martina Welke of Zealous.com. And she's, we're going to find out all about the nitty-gritty behind building relationships, networking, and starting software companies. So stay tuned through the entire 30 minutes and share this on Twitter using the hashtag YFEChat. I'm the host of Young Female Entrepreneurs, the weekly live show every Thursday night here at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at yfe.me slash join live. Show up every Thursday. It's a it's a Twitter chat slash chat slash live video slash let's just hang out online. It's a lot of fun. So you get to meet your peers and hear from experts and we feature young female entrepreneurs and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, you can find past episodes over at YouTube at youtube.com slash yfentrepreneur and on iTunes if you just do a search, a search for young female entrepreneurs you can find us in audio and video format so make sure you subscribe wherever is best that you're listening into. We did just a little side note we did a, a quick like very um, casual poll on where you guys like to listen and it's all over the place. <laughs> so we'll try and do uh, as good a job as we can in spreading it as far as we can. So anyway, this episode is episode 46. Like I was saying, if you're just tuning in live now, we've got Julie Kelly on of HerCareerAdvice.com who we've had on in the past. She gave us incredible advice as far as how to um, network, make connections in order to uh climb up the corporate ladder, build our our businesses, all of that fun stuff. And tonight she's actually going to be interviewing Martina Welke of Zealous.com. And Martina is in uh, the Seattle area. Uh, I've been able to meet her in person a couple times. And let me tell you, the girl has a stellar reputation here. Everyone loves her. And there's a reason why, because she's amazing. There's Julie Kelly. You see her there. And then Martina's right there. She's Fantastic. So I'm so excited to introduce her to you. But before we get started, I wanted to go ahead and thank our sponsor, <laughs> Ovalai TV. Ovalai.tv hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective. Visit Ovalai.tv to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand. So tonight, I'm already having issues with, like, hands. Sorry, you guys. I don't know what this is. It's like Will Ferrell in that race car movie. I constantly do that. I need to chill with the hands. But I wanted to mention a few things. First of all, we have an amazing community of young women that are involved with the show, with the website blogging. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal, I'm telling you. We had a city coordinator meeting on Tuesday that was live streamed and we had people that were interested in coordinating events for young women in their cities attend so we could all kind of share advice and figure out what's going on in each other's cities. And um, the feedback was amazing. The city coordinators are doing an amazing job. Uh, Seattle, you're still able to register for their event. That's on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, um, or I'm sorry, Saturday night. Tuesday night was New York City with Marissa. And you'll have to go on to Instagram, use the hashtag YFENYC, and you can see some pictures from their events. But Saturday, I'm going to be there. I still have to buy my ticket. So I'm with you guys. If you haven't bought the ticket yet, I'm going to do that tonight. Uh, Women in Innovation is going to be there. And uh, Corey Reddy, who is of um, Real Girls, that's where I know of her. But both women, uh, and I believe you pronounce her name Christina Hio. 
my gosh, Martina, you probably know her name. Huka. Huka. So they're both great women. I'm very excited for Saturday's event. And of course, Christina Krug and Tessa Rowe. Go to youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com to find out more about them. There are Seattle City Coordinators. They did a great job in organizing that event. And Los Angeles is coming up next Thursday, the 24th. You can find out about all of the events at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. We're going to be creating a city center for you soon so you can get advice and hear like the recording that we did on Tuesday if you want to gather the young women in your area. Um, our virtual community is going great. We have, I asked you guys to Instagram in pictures of your um, your time being a young female entrepreneur, and we got some fun ones. First of all, the first one's from Carrie Myers Photo, who's on Instagram at Carrie Myers Photo. Love her. She She's actually in my area, my little town. Um, it's the little baby picture. Yeah, there we go. So she's a newborn photographer, and today she was editing little babies. Isn't that cute? Oh, my gosh. And then <laughs> we have Carissa Dunphy. Um, she's at Small Biz, SM Biz, Do It Better on Instagram. If you guys go to Instagram, look at YFE Chat. You can find these, these amazing women. Uh, Carissa, actually, this is a big one, you guys. <laughs> Uh, can't wait to 2013. So on February 20th, Carissa is featuring Barbara Corcoran of Shark Tank here in the Oval Eye TV studio. And so we're all going to have to have like a viewing party for that. I'm really excited because I like Barbara Corcoran. And then the Stacey Harris on Instagram, she's showing us what side hustle is <laughs> by being a mom and uh, going to a practice hockey game with her son. So good job, the Stacey Harris. She's actually uh, tweeting for us at YF Entrepreneur. If you guys are there, you can talk to her. And then, um, of course, the wardrobe code. She's testing out some some different patterns. She's got an incredible program that's coming up, so make sure that you follow her too, the wardrobe code on Instagram. So you guys, thank you so much for Instagramming those in. I love that you're all part of this community and that you're sharing each other's lives because that's part of it, you know, showing other people what it looks like to be an entrepreneur during the day. It's all very exciting. So let's go ahead and learn a little bit more about Julie and Martina. Martina believes that strong human relationships form the basis for a full, happy life, and this belief fuels her drive to create better opportunities for people to connect through Zealist. Since early 2009, Martina has been studying and practicing meditation and facilitation for businesses and community organizations. Her background in facilitation and passion for helping people connect has equipped Martina to extend zealous reach and impact more lives. Julie Kelly is a career expert who works with women to create a career path that aligns with their passions and core values, creating job satisfaction and personal happiness by nurturing a good work-life balance. Julie launched HerCareerAdvice.com in 2011 after winning the Web Wealthy Women Business Contest based on her vision of empowering and educating career-minded women. All right, don't forget that we are on Twitter, so make sure that you tweet this out. We're at yfe.me slash joinlive is our short link in case you guys don't want to share that huge link that youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com is. Tweet with YFE chat. I've got the links for Twitter, the Twitter handles for Martina and Julie. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on Martina and Julie right now. Thank you both so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Are we live? <laughs> You're live. You're on. You're on with everyone. So thank you so oh, much for awesome. being on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Julie. Julie's going to actually be fielding the questions to Martina tonight. Martina, I'm so excited to hear a lot of your answers because, like I said, your reputation in Seattle is one that can't be missed. So very excited. Have fun, you guys. Thanks. Great. 
Thanks, Jen. Thank you so much for having us here tonight. And thank you for allowing me to host the YFE chat tonight. So like Jen said, we're all very techy and interactive over here at YFE. So make sure you tweet us out at hashtag YFE chat. And before we get started, I like I said, I'd like to personally introduce the lovely Martina Welke of Sealist. So welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Thank your you. first time here with us today. Yes, yes. Yeah, really so we're going to have fun. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, Martina, before we get into the nitty-gritty and start picking your brain for all your fabulous knowledge on relationship building and networking, why don't you give us an overview of your company and how it came to be and what the mission behind it was and what people can get out of it and your role in the company too? Sure. Uh, so Zealist was really born out of a fundamental desire to help people connect in the real world. My co-founder and I um, were, were both at, working at startups at the time that we started thinking of the idea for Zealist and we both had to go to a lot of networking events constantly um, and we were working with a lot of online communities and what we saw happening in the online communities and the software um, that was that was being built to support those communities was just very far ahead of what was happening in the real world um, and so we started brainstorming ideas that about how we could leverage the knowledge we were building in the technology space and, and what we were doing networking and, and blend those two things together um, and so we came up with the concept for Zealist which in the early days was essentially uh, matchmaking for professionals. So we basically had all of our beta testers um, create a profile with their personal interests, their professional background, and what type of experience they were looking for, along with a few other questions that we threw in. Um, and we used that information to then match them. And actually, in the early days, we didn't have software. Uh, we didn't have a technical co-founder when we started. And so we just did everything manually. The very first event was a series of cards on the floor of my apartment. We cleared out the furniture and just started matching people and coding it and thinking like a computer would think so that we were getting some of those design elements in, um, for our future CTO when we, when we eventually did find him. Um, but but to, to start, we just rolled up our sleeves and really dove in. Um, the second component of what we now do came about after we started testing that idea because my original uh, hypothesis was if you get the right people in the room, tell them that they've been matched and they need to connect, that'll be enough. You know, We'll do these small events, it'll be amazing. And they were great events, but the feedback we got early on was we need more, we need some kind of structure, we need some other reason to come. So out of that, we started creating games um, because we wanted to keep it fun, we wanted to keep it light, but we wanted a little bit more facilitation. So we started creating these custom games. Some of them were not very good in the beginning. We, were, we had a lot to learn about that process and got a lot of feedback, a lot of help in that and then eventually started creating better and better games. Um, and that's, that's really what people know us for now is both the matching, you're getting the right people in the room, but then giving them a fun, easy way to connect that's painless and before you know it, you've made a best friend and you, do, you didn't have to put any effort into it. You've made a new uh, contact, colleague, you know, whatever it may be. And um, that's, that's how we eventually started working in the corporate space. So now we're actually working with bigger companies, um, some small and medium-sized businesses to help them boost employee engagement, um, improve retention, and in some cases actually provide events for their customers as well using a very similar format. So it's, it's evolved in the last two years since we started. It's changed shape quite a bit. But that fundamental principle of connecting people in the real world face-to-face -face experiences is still uh, at the heart of what we do. 
Wow, that's fantastic. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things that I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with uh, or that resonated with a lot of us is the social overwhelm that we all feel now. Like there's just every day there's some, a new social media platform that we all need to interact on. And, and I know myself personally, I just feel like I can't keep up. So I like the idea that you guys bring it back to in person. Like you said, matchmaking for professionals. I like that. <laughs> that's great. Use us for dating, and some we have all all kinds of uh, needs that that we look at through the events. But it's really yeah. professional, geared. Love it. Love the concept. I think it's fantastic. Um, so, as a career coach myself, I actually one of the main things that I deal with with my clients is making a career change. Mm -hmm. And you, Martina, are actually an English literature major, and clearly not yes. working in that field. Oh. Which is great, and I think it's becoming more and more common these days too. So, um, why don't? What sort of advice would you give to someone who would like to go and work in a less traditional field to the one that they were actually educated in? I think the biggest thing is just being open to opportunities and to uh, listening to your passion and what, what excites you and, and kind of letting that guide you because I was actually an English major and pre-med. I was very determined for a very long time to go to medical school. That was what I had decided I wanted to do when I was an adolescent and all through college. Um, and then when it came time to take the MCAT, I, I just sort of had a reckoning and realized that wasn't, that wasn't my true passion and found myself at a loss. And so I spent a couple of years researching different careers, trying different things out. And along that journey, the most important thing um, was just being willing and open to change and, and willing to um, kind of see where that path led and, and get a lot of great advice along the way. And, um, you know, each, I didn't predict when I graduated college, you know, not, not that long ago that um, I would be here at all. I had no interest in software at the time. And, you know, a series of, it's, it's sort of a long story how I got there, but it was a and now it all sort of makes sense and it was just listening to those series of steps and getting closer and closer to what it is that really gets me excited and so if you continue to check back in and listen to that and talk about it I think that's the other thing is I just talk to people and um, that's how I ended up in the startup space and then once I was at a startup it was a very short leap to starting my own business then from there so that's fantastic and you know something that you said I know you know was screams at me personally is following your passion. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think so many of us, once when we're 17, 18, coming out of high school, we've got all these great ideas of what we want to do when we grow up, you know, um, and I did the same thing. And I think following your passion is the key to success and to happiness. Would you agree? Definitely. Oh, definitely. And I think I actually felt quite a bit of anxiety when I gave up medicine because I thought that was my passion. And so for a while I thought, I don't have a passion. What do you, but, mm -hmm. but just thinking about the things you enjoy most and what are the elements of that that you enjoy. And for me, it kept, it really kept coming back to connecting people and to, you know, I love bringing friends together for gatherings. I love introducing people. I love um, meeting new people and then making new connections amongst my new. And so it, it all came together in a way that made sense for me, but I didn't necessarily identify that as a passion right away. Fair enough, but now you're the hostess with the mostess. <laughs> we can call you that. <laughs> so um, as entrepreneurs, it's ingrained in us that our success comes from the relationships that we build and nurture. And these relationships can be with our vendors, our staff, our clients, and our partners. 
In your opinion, what would you say is the number one problem when it comes to building effective relationships and how can Zealist help solve that problem? I think a lot of problems um, arise out of a, a lack of authenticity and it's not that either party is trying to be an authentic or, but there are all sorts of factors that contribute to that. Uh, a big one that we see at networking events is just social awkwardness. A lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm pretty outgoing, but I, I get anxious at, you know, big room of strangers and, and it's very difficult to be your best self and to be comfortable in those settings. Um, and, and that's true of a lot of different settings, not just networking events. And so what we try to do with the games is to help people just forget themselves a little bit and they're having fun. They're competing in a, in a light, silly kind of way and it's amazing what kind of connections can happen when you just relax into an experience like that and so my co-founder and I joke now when we go to big events that what do we do there's no game because we're so <laughs> You know, in in the real world, there there are ways to replicate that as well, and just a part of it is just learning to be comfortable with your with your own presence and and voice and and those sorts of things. But um, I think that that barrier to being authentic leads to miscommunication, misunderstanding, and a lot of things that then can get in the way of forming strong relationships. So uh, we we like to spark the the good spark for that is the game in our case. I know for me personally that I'm usually reluctant to attend networking events where I don't know anybody, especially if there's going to be large numbers of people there and especially if I'm flying solo and I don't have like a wingman with me. Um, so even though I know it's good for my business, I still feel that sense of reluctantness and apprehension about going into a, an environment where I'm not really familiar. What would you say is like the number one benefit or difference for people attending one of your networking events as opposed to a traditional meet and greet like the one I just described? So one big thing is no one gets a wingman. One of the rules <laughs> is that everyone comes on their own. They're invite only and they're geared at the people in the room so they're all specific matches and that's actually it's pretty amazing what that does just to level the playing field and because a part of the problem that results from um, people bringing a couple of friends or that, that these cliques form and it's very difficult if you're there alone or you don't know many people to break into that and so we try to just do away that entirely no one gets a buddy you're all you're all new buddies together sort of thing um, and the other piece is just the assurance that people in the room are going to share your interests and that you're going to find uh, reasons to connect fairly easily and we we guarantee that that's part of our promise and so people walk in with a degree of confidence that they will find people that they, they like to connect with and um, I would say across the board our members would agree that it's it's very different in that regard that there are these imme this immediate sense of connection because we spend so much time curating the people who are in the room and making sure that there's a there's a reason for them all to be there. I love that and I think you make a really good point because when people do take a wingman, like me, I am guilty of that, um, I tend to stay in the cliques that I know and just sort of huddle with the people I know hoping that maybe they will may introduce me to somebody else um, which sort of defeats the purpose of going to a networking event in a way so that's, that's really great um, and I think that also helps break the ice like you say because you've customized it to the client. So you kind of know what you're going to walk into as opposed to walking into an event where there's hundreds of people and you're not really sure what's going to take place. So that's fantastic. Um, so if I was to go to a networking event, what kind of prep work should I do beforehand to make sure that 
I'm able to lay the foundation for a meaningful relationship or collaboration, what would you say would, I would need to do prior to going to an event? Um, I think a big piece is just being aware of, of where you are in your career, what, what your professional assets and, and needs are, and, and really putting some thought and time in, into that so that when that comes up in conversation, uh, you're, you're prepared with whether it's uh, someone who's really curious about your skills and your background and you're able to talk about that very confidently, or uh, someone who asks, what, how can I help? What do you need? Um, and that was something that happened to me early in my career when I was just starting to network and, and starting to meet people. Um, you know, the conversation would often lead to, well, how can I help? How can I be involved? And I didn't have an answer to that because I hadn't really thought about that. And so thinking through those things before you go into the room, um, and maybe, and, and that's actually why we asked that question in our registration as well. It's a good data point for us. It helps us to make strong matches. But I think it also makes people stop and reflect and say, oh, who do I want to meet? What, what am I looking for at this point in my career? So they come into the room with that self-knowledge. Um, and that helps kind of move things along so that people are, are communicating very clearly where they are and what they need. Um, and the other piece of that is maybe deciding, you know, some, a lot of people use us for social purposes as well, so if, if you are going to an event and it's going to be more social, knowing that is important too and that you're not as interested in talking about your job. In, in our case, you know, in a traditional networking setting that may not be um, what people are expecting, but in what we're doing, that, that works too if that's what people decide is their most important need at the time. So, Great advice. Loving it. It's fantastic. Thank you. So one of the things that I tell my coaching clients is when they attend networking events to always take a good supply of business cards, but business cards that they're proud of and that accurately represent who they are. And I always say that if there's a typo or there's something that you don't like about your business card that you have to make an excuse about to just throw them out and get new ones printed that accurate, accurate, accurately <laughs> represent you, what is your philosophy on business cards and keeping in touch afterwards? So this is sort of my shameful uh, secret as the founder of a networking service. I'm terrible about business cards, notoriously. <laughs> And I love our, our so I, I love the design of our cards, and I completely agree with everything you say. And my co-founder is wonderful about always having cards. So it's kind of a joke between us that um, we design the software specifically so that no one actually needs cards at our events because I'm so terrible. So you, it's very easy through Zealous to stay in touch through the website, but obviously that's not um, always an option. And I completely agree with with what you've said. And I think the most important thing in terms of follow up is to then when you've collected those cards you know, within the next few days to reach out to the people that you promised you'd reach out to and um, because that's probably the most essential piece to building, you know, the networking event itself is the spark. That's what could begin the relationship, what could begin some kind of collaboration or um, relationship going forward. But if you don't follow up, if you don't make that next step, then nothing will happen. And so I think that's where a lot of people actually fall short is the, the follow-up piece. And we try to make that as easy as possible on the website so that people can the next day kind of just easily, we, we have this zealizing mechanism so people can say, you've got skill and have a little message and share contact information that way. Um, you know, and if you don't have that, then just a quick follow-up email is, is always good. 
Yeah, great points. And and I figured I'd ask you that question given the type of software that Sealist actually implements for your in-person networking events. Um, but you're right; it doesn't really matter if you're if you have a business card or not, because if you don't actually take action and follow up with that person, it, it's pointless anyway. And I think a lot of us sometimes fall into that trap of yeah, I'll call them next week. I'm busy today. I'll I'll, I'll give them an email. It just sometimes it falls by the wayside. But I know that doesn't happen with the Zealous software. So um, and actually, that's one of the benefits of joining Zealist, isn't it? It's a state-of-the-art software program that you have actually created that you use in your in-person events and also to keep your clients in contact afterwards. So how does one even go about creating a new software program? Uh, good question. I had to learn that pretty quickly. Um, so I am not a developer, nor is my co-founder, as I mentioned, um, but I was working in technology at a startup prior to this. And so I learned quite a bit about software architecture there. I learned a little bit about natural language processing and gamification theory and, and all of these things that ended up coming together in a really useful way for Zealist. But I'm definitely not a coder myself. I have a very basic understanding. And so um, I would say having a, a, a fundamental design understanding of, of how these elements fit together and what's possible um, is, is pretty important. And, and that's very possible to just research on your own, talk, you know, seek out some good mentors in the space, talk to them, learn as much as you can if, if you don't come from a technical background. And then um, we just we just got the word out that we were looking for the right fit um, culturally and, and with the skill set we needed to, to build what we envisioned. And actually our our CTO ended up coming to us. He was a member of Zealist during that pilot period uh, when we were doing everything manually. And he came to me and said, I love what you're doing. I want to build this. And I have the I have the technical, he, he had the technical knowledge and he also had a um, business partner. So the two of them built it very quickly together. We've since brought on another engineer and have um, some other people involved as well. So um, we just researched as aggressively as we could and then weren't afraid again to talk about our needs and that was a big need at the time was that that technical person so and there are also great depending on the complexity of the software build there are great online resources like code academy where you can actually learn quite a bit about code and empower yourself to go out there and, and start building and wordpress is a wonderful resource for simple websites and things like that so it's certainly possible for an English major to get them. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so that's also a really good point that as entrepreneurs, we sometimes feel like we need to do it all, but we shouldn't necessarily do the things that aren't our forte or that we're not really experienced in. So it's good to know that there is other people out there that like to code and spend their days coding so we can focus our attention and our, our expertise on the things that we're good at. So that's a really good point too. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and in fact, I'll probably just want to switch gears a little bit with you now if we can. Um, I hope we still have time. But um, one of the things that Zealous does and I'm, I'm thinking does pretty well is that you guys actually pitch to large corporations and to potential new clients and for most of us that's really daunting and whether it's to a large corporation or even to an individual as a potential client so um, I'm sure all of us here are probably dying to know how do you actually find that person and what method or system do you use to actually contact them and what do you say and how do you interact with that person 
um, from the get-go or in the beginning before you even know them? Yeah. So we were really lucky in this regard. Um, our first big clients came to us through our members. We had, uh, we still have a fairly large member pool in Seattle that we host events for, and a lot of them just really love what we're doing and happen to be in decision-making positions, either within a company or some, in some cases had found in a company themselves. And so we had a lot of inbound requests early on for um, different sorts of specialized events within companies. And that was actually how we ended up pivoting to an enterprise product. I joke that opportunity knocked and then knocked. And I had to knock a few more times before I really listened and understood that that was a great business opportunity for us and really the direction we needed to head. Um, now that we're, we're taking our um, sales sort of beyond that circle, um, we still, for the most part, rely on referrals. So we've built those first couple of relationships with clients, and um, and and that's gaining. Some, we're gaining some visibility through that, and also, you know, people people are talking, and oftentimes in in the space we're in, um, people are very well connected to people, their colleagues, and other companies, um, their their peers, and their companies, and so the the word just has sort of spread that way. And thus far, all of our pitches have been very warm audience and that we've had a great introduction either through a member or through a prior client um, and that just completely changes the conversation because we're coming in with a great recommendation in that case and that really makes all the difference. So um, we've decided actually at this point that we're only interested in, in talking to companies who are excited about what we're doing and if they're excited on some level then there's a good chance we can work together but if, if the idea and the concept of engagement employees doesn't excite them, then it's just probably not the right fit and that's a good litmus test for us. Yeah, it's always right to connect yourselves with the right person because otherwise, like you said, it's sort of like a lose-lose otherwise, but um, that's fantastic. It sounds like you girls are very, very busy, <laughs> so it's fantastic stuff. I love it so much. It doesn't feel like work, so. Well, and that's what happens when you live your passion, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Martina, you know, simple question, but where do you actually host or hold these in-person networking events? Are they only in the Seattle area for now, or are you all over? They are the so the member events are only in Seattle. Yes, we would eventually like to expand beyond, but um, when we got uh, more and more client opportunities, we really had to focus on that. And so we have clients now more and more all over the country, potentially internationally soon. So. We'll have a presence in other cities for corporate clients, but those will be um, closed corporate events. And for now, we are limited to Seattle. Although I, it, I hope that we will able we'll be able to expand beyond um, soon. So we'll. You have to come down to, to Los Angeles and have a few in-person networking parties here with us. <laughs> I love it. We're waiting for you with open arms. <laughs> but how do we get one of those invites? You said there was an invite only. Are we on the invite list, on the VIP list? <laughs> well, if you're in Seattle, <laughs> we would love to. <laughs> so we have, um, right now it's purely by member referral, although we do have a membership um, inquiry form on the website. So if you go to zealist.com in the member section, you can submit your email uh, and request there and then we release invites slowly from that list as well so there there are a few avenues but the member side is growing really quickly right now so we're trying to keep up with that and our client needs um, and just you know keep it all balanced at the time but it would certainly if you mention YFE we can send an invite your way that's fantastic I love it so I think we're almost out of time but I just wanted to ask you one more question if I may 
if a young female entrepreneur was listening in today and was thinking about starting a business or just recently started a business, what's the one piece of information you would give her about starting a business? Well, I think it sounds sort of um, trite, but I would really say don't give up because I think that's the there are a lot of there are a lot of walls that every entrepreneur will hit along the way. There are there are low moments that come along, and I think it's really tempting in those moments to just say no, I I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to. Um, but think think of the highs. Think of I actually have a folder reserved in my email uh, inbox of happy emails from members or from my advisors, things that really inspire me that I've gotten and I'll file them all in a certain place so that when I'm in one of those low moments, I look at it and remember why I'm doing this and reconnect with why it matters so much and why it excites me and that kind of motivates me to get past those those difficult times that will inevitably happen. So yeah, just, just don't give up and, um, and sooner or later you'll hit some kind of breakthrough and exciting things will happen. That's fantastic. I think I'm going to steal that idea and <laughs> start my own folder. A happy face folder in my <laughs> happy face folder. I love that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Martina, thank you so much. Now, I'm not sure if we're meant to be... So um, that oh, was fantastic. She... I'm on here. So, Julie, thank you so much. What an awesome job Julie did asking Martina questions. I have to say that was like Oprah quality. Good job, Julie. <laughs> Maybe I found my new calling. <laughs> and of course, Martina, amazing, amazing answer, an amazing resource for all young female entrepreneurs. So make sure that you follow both of them. Um, before we end, though, we need to find out where that, oh, sorry, where we can find you both. So, Julie, why don't you tell us first where you're on Twitter and Facebook and your website, that kind of thing. Fantastic. Thanks, Jen. So I can be found um, on uh, on Twitter at, at Her Career Advice and at facebook.com forward slash Her Career Advice. And my website is www.hercareeradvice.com. And Martina, where can we find you? Uh, mine is pretty straightforward as well. It's zealist.com, Z-E-A-L-Y-S-T. Uh, and then at Twitter, I'm I tweet from both at Zealist um, and at Martina Welke, my full name, and then Facebook is slash Zealist. Perfect. Well, thank you both so much for being on the show. It was fantastic. Lots of great, great information. Hopefully you're all tweeting about it. I wanted to uh, do a few things before we end tonight. Um, first of all, make sure that you all thank them. Uh, <laughs> go on the go on the chat and tell them what you took away. Go on Twitter and uh, tell them what you, you took away. But thank you again both for being on the chat. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So before we end, I wanted to give a couple shout outs to people that were on the chat. Uh, Stacey Harris, Impromptu Guru. She's at Impromptu Guru. Thank you so much. Um, and then Daniel underscore Todd, um, Profession Gal at Profession Gal, Peace of Mind VA, Corey Freeman. Um, you were all fantastic. Thank you so much for showing up live. And uh, since you are on live, I have one thing that I want to tell you about next Thursday. Do you know who's, who our guest is from the eyeballs? Can you tell? No. No? Okay. Now can you tell who our guest is? Derek Halpern. So uh, Derek Halpern is our guest. Um, a lot of you know of him. Uh, I was actually introduced to him through Thesis. So if you use the theme Thesis WordPress, he was he was a big blogger over on the DIY Themes blog. And he's a wealth of information as far as SEO goes. 
He has a really interesting background. And interviewing him is Laura Pepper Wu of um, the Seattle area, too. And Martina, hopefully um, we'll get to all meet up in Seattle soon uh, because Laura's fantastic and a lot of fun if you haven't met her already. Uh, she's going to be interviewing Derek, and it's going to be a lot of fun next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. So make sure that you show up in the chat because um, you are absolutely welcome to ask him all your questions, and we want to make sure that you all get recognized in a lot of screen time. Uh, so again, huge thank you to the guests. They were fantastic. I'm so excited to share it with everyone. We're going to go ahead and head over to Twitter for our after party, uh, who is being led by hitthemikemarketing.com with Stacey Harris. She's tweeting under YF Entrepreneur. So thankful for Stacey. So thankful for all of you. Hopefully I'll see you back here next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. This has been Jennifer Dono with Young Female Entrepreneurs. Oh, 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 oh,